Hello friends, welcome to this episode 5 of the podcast series MRCOG Briefing. Today I'll be talking about some additional study material that is important resource for exam and also I will talk about a few tips and tricks for the MRCOG part 2 exam. Well first I'll be talking about a few more documents and resources which are different from your guidelines but are quite important to go through before your exam. They are as follows. NHS Cervical Screening Program, which you could find on the Public Health England website. Opportunistic Chlamydia Screening of Young Adults in England. Guidance on Viral Rash in Pregnancy. Zika Virus Infection and Pregnancy Guidelines. WHO Surgical Safety Checklist. Good Practice Points or GPP which is something similar to the guidance and it could be found on the RCOG website. A few examples of it is maternity dashboard, clinical governance. Then consent advice, again, that can be found on RCOG website and it is for a variety of operative procedures. And in the end, it's worth mentioning to read about the latest COVID guidance again, which is given in the RCOG website. It's also important to be familiar with different structures existing in NHS and various terminologies associated. For example, workplace-based assessment, clinical-based discussions or CBTs, ARCP and its outcomes, SIPs, serious incidents and incident reporting framework, well, all this information you could possibly find on the RCOG website. You could go to the strategy and reach out to the non-technical skills section where you could find about these terminologies and no more. It's also worth mentioning about Cancer Research UK. If you go to the website, you could get the recent and updated statistical data on gynecological cancers in UK and that could be quite useful for your SBAs. Last but not least it's worth mentioning about the Embrace report. It's good to go through the last two years or three years Embrace report just to know the most common cause of direct indirect maternal death, what is the overall maternity ratio I hope I am not missing on anything, but to be honest, giving this exam can literally be like embarking on a new journey, especially unfamiliar and a completely new working system that you haven't worked in before. The NHS working, the training pathway could be quite different, especially if you're someone who has worked or are working outside UK and sitting the exam. It was something similar for me too, because I gave my part to whilst I was working in India. So it's good to start getting accustomed with these terminologies, the work setups, structures and frameworks existing. Now, in the subsequent part of this episode, I would be talking a bit about some tips and tricks for the exam. 
But before I forget, there's worth mentioning about a resource which can give you a lot of information in a very easy way about various talk articles. So it's a blog by Dr. Tanushri Rao, Metgaini, which is quite a useful resource. I probably would have missed it in one of my previous sections, so I thought it's worth mentioning it now. Now, I have previously mentioned that to retain information better, it's worth jotting down a few things as you go through the guidelines. So, as I said, I kept a notepad where in, in one column I had all the facts and figures. You could also add on to it by creating another column where you could write all the elaborate treatments with exact doses, duration and frequency and even management flowcharts. So that in the end, you have a sort of a diary or an information area where you have all the important things that you need to just quickly revise before your exams. So let me give you some example. Uh, you could actually write the treatment for most of your infections like STIs. You could actually make a table for various sexually transmitted infection where you could write the treatment, contact tracing options, how do we follow up. Then you can also make a column for infections in pregnancy like HIV, herpes, chickenpox, syphilis and their exact treatment doses, duration. In similar way you could include vulval conditions like lichen sclerosis and you can add their differentials. The other example could be induction agents. So for early and late miscarriages, induction agents used for previous cesarean scar and intrauterine fetal demise. You could also write the treatment or the management options for toxicity, for example, local anesthesia, magnesium sulfate, anaphylaxis. There could be a column for anti-D doses and clehers for cell salvage or post-transfusion. And then again about malaria and Zika virus and so on. Obviously, you can get a bit more imaginative and you could see what is more important for you and do it that way. Well, as I always say, journey is more important for me than the outcome or the destination. To me, it's more important that how we make a difference and how we go about things, because in the end, we'll all achieve what we desire. So we should try and do our best with tenacity so that we are complacent in the end. Let me end this episode here. And in the next episode, I'll talk about the D-Day or the exam day and what are the different things that can be done on that day. It could be quite helpful for your exam. All right, then. Thank you.